know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up? Podcast Land, this is your host Jim and Joe of the Fan for All Seasons Podcast. And on this week's episode, we're talking all things Atlanta Braves baseball and the Atlanta Hawks and the NBA. Draft and free agency, as the NBA draft was last Thursday, and free agency starts on starts on June 30th. So we've got a lot going on on this week's show, a little baseball, a little basketball, with our guest of the week this week that we'll be connecting with via the Fan for All Seasons fan line here in a little bit. But before we do that, and before we get a word from our sponsor i just want to say i'm really glad to be back after a week off from the podcast really enjoyed having some time to be able to go to chicago as i mentioned on the last time i did a pod which was two weeks ago the chicago trip went great the braves game did not go over so well the braves ended up losing a tough one six to three but the memories and the moments that i had in chicago being able to celebrate ali's birthday being able to spend time with ali's friends and getting to see my good friend scott glassman who has been on the show before was great we had so much fun and then the beach this last weekend was really fun getting to see all my family getting to catch up with everybody of course telling them about the fan for all seasons podcast and uh and as i told them guys like the thing that i love the most about doing this show it is doing this for me it, it it gives you guys some insight into the type of person that i am and the type of fan and how into these teams i really am and so i'm just glad that i'm so lucky that i have this wonderful platform to be able to talk all things sports and on the teams that I love the most. And so without any further ado, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. And so we'll be connecting with our guest of the week via the Fan for All Seasons fan line here in one second. And Fan for All Season fans, we're back. We've connected with our guest of the week this week via the Fan for All Seasons fan line. He is my guy on all things hoops, Atlanta Hawks, huge basketball and he's also a huge Braves fan and a University of Georgia alum like myself. He's been on the show before. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Trayvon Johnson. Trayvon, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. I'm happy to be on the show once again and can't wait to start talking about some things that me and you both love, the local sports teams and just talking about their journeys. No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, let's get this, get this conversation going, talking all things Atlanta Braves. And the first topic I want to talk to you about, Trayvon, is this. The Braves find themselves coming off a productive homestand of taking three of four from the Giants, but unfortunately losing two of three to the Dodgers. And so what are your thoughts on this most recent homestand for the Braves? Well, despite the series loss versus the Dodgers, they did win five out of seven, which I think shows that they're trending in the right direction. And it looks like all of the starting pitchers are starting to get into a groove. One of the ones that comes to mind for me is Morton. He's kind of had a rough start. I'd also argue that he's still trying to come back from an injury, but it seems like Charlie Morton specifically is starting to get into a groove. I completely agree with you about Charlie Morton. It looks like he is starting to figure things out. His last couple starts, he's more and more like the Charlie Morton of of a year ago, and even back in his Tampa days. It looks to me like he's getting really good bite on his curveball, and he's being able to get movement on his fastball, and he also has a little bit of a cutter, too, with his fastball, able to get that extra movement, so that's always good. In regards to Charlie Morton, 
And as far as the homestand for the Braves, I agree with you. I think this is a really productive homestand. I was really disappointed about the Dodger series, and we'll get into the, we'll get into that here in a second. But winning three of four from San Francisco, a team that won a hundred games last year, that's really impressive to do. And I think it just goes to show that the Braves can play with anybody. Trayvon, I know the naysayers out there when the Braves were streaking. I know everybody was like, "Oh, but look at the teams they played." But it's like, look at the teams they played now, and. They They've, like you said, they've won five out of their last seven. I want to say they're like 18 and four in the month of June. Like Trayvon, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's great. No doubt, no doubt, my friend. And so, and so the next topic, Trayvon, we're going to get into is about the game from Sunday night. And so, and so that was very frustrating against the Dodgers. And so I want to get your thoughts. Are you worried about Kimley Jansen, the Braves closer? Or is this just one of 162? Uh, I'm a bit concerned, um, at least to me in the ninth, it looks like he had a little bit of an issue uh, with his control, but at the same time, um, like you said, we're talking about the Dodgers, and over the last few years, they've been really good. They've been contenders for the last few years, and um, they have they have the experience, they know how to win these tight games, and so it's not surprising that they were able to do what they do, but you, you want to see your closer close it out, and get, get the win, especially against, against a good team like the Dodgers. Yeah, and, he, and if my memory serves, he got the first two outs, no problem, and he was literally a strike away, and then everything just blew up in his face. Like, uh, okay, I gotta, okay, I, this is how I look at it as far as Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen has been phenomenal here recently, but I was a little worried pitching against the Dodgers, what we saw, like you said, we saw a little bit of control issue. It looked to me like he was elevating stuff in the zone, and he wasn't getting near as much bite on his cutter or his fastball, and when he's not able to do that, Kenley Jansen is not near as effective. I, if if this problem continues on the Braves, I may try to go find somebody as a potential like closer to, to at the trade deadline. Or another option, what they could do is you can move AJ Minter to the closer role and have Kenley Jansen be a setup guy. I know that's like worst case scenario, but I'm just floating out the idea. Yeah, yeah, I actually agree with the AJ Minter thing. I like to see them eventually try that if things don't pick up for Jansen. But like you also said, I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got somebody at the trade deadline. I I really wouldn't I, I really wouldn't be that surprised I mean knowing Anthopolis I mean nothing gets out there Trayvon like trying to get information on the Braves especially from the front office is like trying to break into Fort Knox it's impossible it's impossible so so needless to say I hope Kinley Jansen is able to rebound he, he here's a guy who the numbers speak for itself I mean he's one of the best closers in baseball he is 34 I'll give him that but but I do think at the end of the day that Kinley Jansen will bounce back and I did hear an interview with Kinley Jansen today and he's he and his and what Kinley Jansen said was is that the Dodgers got lucky when they were doing that off him I kind of scratched my head a little bit and I'm like that's how you interpreted it Dodgers got lucky doing that off you but I guess that's just tality of a closer so to speak you know what I mean and so Trayvon the next topic we're gonna talk as we talk Atlanta Braves here on the show is we're gonna talk about the two young new Braves who have made a serious impact in 2022 one of them being Michael Harris Braves center fielder and the other being Spencer Strider. And so what is Braves making an impact so far in 2022? Well, first off, I want to say that I think it was you that actually introduced me to uh, Michael Harris. I don't think I even knew who he was until you maybe mentioned to, mentioned him to me. But um, he's been having some very, very amazing defensive plays and some timely hits when the Braves desperately needed them. As far as Strider goes, uh, let's 
nice to see him bat, bounce back last night. Um, his last start before last night was pretty rough. And I, I hate I hate that he couldn't get the win last night, but it was certainly a quality start. And you can see that, that, that there's that improvement. And I just hope that we can see more of that going forward. Michael Harris's ability to track down balls in center field is so fun to watch. I mean, the the speed, the athleticism, I know he gets the Andrew Jones comparisons now, like really, really early on, but man, Trayvon, he, he is so much fun to watch play center field. And I'll tell you another thing about him, is he has got one heck of a left arm. I think it was in, in the Giants series when there was that play at the plate, and he missed that, and uh, the throw was a little bit late, but they clocked that throw that he made at 100 miles an hour. Michael Harris is a game changer defensively. He is really open some things up and as you said his bat is starting to come along too so I have been loving everything about Michael Harris he he is the real deal he is so much fun to watch and I can't wait to watch him tomorrow night in Philadelphia against the Phillies as far as Spencer Strider you know Trayvon I'm I've been pleasantly surprised with what we've seen out of Strider as I've said in the beginning when all this Strider stuff started as far as him joining the starting rotation I wasn't really crazy about it because when I looked at Strider I saw a second coming of Craig Kim and I didn't think starting him would make sense. But Strider has really proven me wrong. And a lot of it has to do with the location of his fastball, his ability to use his secondary pitches. He's a two-pitch guy right now. But I will say he is starting to use his changeup a little bit more. And if he's able to use his changeup and develop that third pitch, Spencer Strider could be really, really dangerous. He he has really opened some eyes. And I, for one, as I said a few weeks ago, when he started getting on a little bit of a roll, he, I thought he pitched pretty well Sunday night. I, I, like you, wanted him to get the win, but he did a good job as far as keeping the Braves in games, and he really provided the bullpen some length. He went six innings, and so we'll just see how these two young guys continue to blossom and grow. They'll marinate a little bit here with the Braves, and I think they're both going to continue to make impact here in 2022 for the Atlanta Braves. And so, Trayvon, our final topic as far as the Braves go, the Braves embark on a six-game road trip starting tomorrow in Philadelphia and then at the Reds this weekend. So what are your expectations for the Braves on this road well, I expect the Phillies to be competitive, especially in their home park. Um, I know they're only three three games behind the Braves. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to go in there and win that series. And as far as Cincinnati, as far as, as, far as the Reds go, um, they're one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the National League. We should be looking to sweep them, uh, not play around, take care of business. I totally agree with that statement. As far as both series, I look at the Phillies series as at minimum winning two out of three. The Phillies are without Bryce Harper. He injured his elbow. He's going to be gone for a while. So the Phillies are pretty much essentially, well, not waving the white flag, but not having your not having your best guy out there is really going to hurt them. Now, now, they still have some guys that can pitch. You know, Charlie Morton, who we talked about earlier in the show, gets the ball tomorrow night for the Braves. And so I hope for the Braves to really be able to do some damage on this road trip. And then when they go to Cincinnati, you know the, you know the, you know the thing about Cincinnati, Trayvon, is it is known as Great American Small Park. So it is a hitter's paradise. So I look for the Braves' bats to really heat up there in Cincinnati. And uh, Billy's Ballpark is also a hitter's ballpark. So I look for the Braves' bats to carry the Braves on this six-game roadie in Philadelphia 
and in Cincinnati coming up this weekend. So that's going to wrap it up for our Atlanta Braves part of the show. Now we're going to jump to some Atlanta Hawks basketball. Little offseason, a little NBA. A little NBA chatter with, with my guy Traymond Johnson. Traymond, as you guys know, and as every, or as you guys know, I should say, is a dire Hawks fan like myself. And so when the draft came down last Thursday night, I had to get Traymond's thoughts. So the first topic on, so the first topic we're going to talk about tonight with the Hawks, Traymond, the NBA draft, as I said, was last Thursday. And the Hawks selected AJ Griffith out of Duke with the 16th pick. And so what are your thoughts on the newest talk? Um, well, many are calling him the best shooter in this draft. And I really hope that translates to the NBA. Um, I haven't been able to really break down his game, but I know that it was mentioned that he suffered an ACL injury. I hope that with, with time, he can distance, distance himself from that injury, just get more comfortable comfortable just looking at him though he has a pretty solid deal um I'm on social media probably more than I need to be, but um, he's been on there. He's been compared to Jimmy Butler. And in my mind, if he can do even a fraction of what Butler does, then the Hawks would be great shape. Wow. Wow. I, I did not see that comparison of, uh, of Mr. Griffith, the Hawks' new rookie out of Duke. I did not see that comparison. I looked on a website earlier today when I was getting ready for the show, and his NBA comp on this website was Jamal Mashburn or Robert Covington, the guy who used to play for the Sixers. And so I was like, okay. That's cool. I mean, the thing that stands out to me about AJ Griffith, as you said, the shooting ability is there. It looks like he's a pretty athletic dude and as far as being able to finish at the rim. The thing that I wonder about him is can he keep up defensively and is he a two guard in the NBA or is he going to try to be a three? I, I think that's going to be the interesting. My other big thing, and I, Trayvon, I, this is probably my favorite thing with the Hawks that I can't wait to get your opinion on because I think I know how it's going to go, so I'm just going to say it anyway. The biggest question in all of this is Nate gonna is Nate's ego or let me back up is Nate going to finally let a young kid play or is he just gonna stash him away in College Park because we all know Nate's ego he doesn't really like to see young guys play very much he just stashes them in College Park the whole year so they can develop because I hope I'm wrong about this Draymond are we looking at another J1 Johnson situation when he's just in College Park and we don't see him again oh man I I, I truly I hope not I hope not but it's it's my hope that um that J Specifically, Jalen Johnson. It's my hope that he uh, that he really improves this year, gets a lot of playing time, and hopefully that can help to change next time on young players. They'll get more opportunity. Definitely, definitely. Well, well, I wanna. Well, I I agree with you. I I I would really like to see Nate. I wish he would just get out of his own head and let these young guys play instead of just stashing him at College Park. It drives me nuts. Like that's the thing. I wish Nate. Honestly, my biggest pet peeve with Nate McMillan. My head says Traymon that I don't think we'll see much of AJ Griffin this year. I think he's gonna be stashed away at College Park because that's just how Nate rolls. Like because Nate is determined to not play young guys. I agree with you about Jalen Johnson. I would like to see Jalen play more but we all know how Nate is not letting young guys play I would like to see AJ Griffin a little bit but I'm not holding my breath I like your optimism though dude I really do like your optimism and so the next topic that I want to talk to you as far as the Atlanta Hawks shame on is this so NBA free agency begins on the 30th of June and these John Collins rumors are swirling like crazy and so at the end of the day Trayvon are the Hawks trading John Collins um I don't think so I don't think they're gonna trade him um personally I think that I think that 
Kyle Ford is probably the most disrespected position in the league. It's rare, even when I'm talking to little kids, I hardly ever hear anybody say they want to be a, a power forward. And I think people underestimate how valuable that valuable John Collins is and how much he can provide for the Hawks. I think if they were to trade him right now, they would be great, and I think they would regret it. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And as far as the Collins situation, what he brings, in my eyes, John Collins is the heart and soul of the Atlanta Hawks. Like, Trey Young is obviously the star and, and definitely the guy that stirs the drink, but Collins is like the heart, like the the sound, like the sound piece, you know? Like, Collins was the first pick Travis Schlink ever made, and like, to me, like, I know everybody's like, oh, Collins can't, like, create his own shot and everything. Well, the big reason why that is, is John Collins is having to sacrifice because Quint Capella is doing most of, like, the, the role that Collins would do as far as the pick and roll. Like, I will say this, and it appears to me, when we've seen John Collins healthy, his jump shot has improved, and he's gotten better at the end of the, he's gotten better from the perimeter. I still think there's another level that JC can get to. If we see him for a full healthy 2023, I just, or 2022, 2023, I should say, I just think that Collins has so much to bring. And here's the thing, if you trade John Collins, you, you better be getting, like, a star in return. Now, there is the big rumor, Trayvon, about Jonte Murray from the Spurs and the Hawks being in trade talks. What are your thoughts on the whole, like, Jonte Murray, Hawks, Spurs, trade rumors and everything? I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, yeah, I would, like we were talking about earlier, I would love to be able to keep John Collins in a trade like that. I think one of the things I read most recently was maybe Gallo and three first-round pick. Um, depending on depending on which third-round pick uh, they're talking about, that might not be too bad, considering the Hawks potentially have two next year. And so, even though it's most people, they hear first-round pick and they think X amount of years, but if it were three for us, it might only be two years, which isn't that bad, especially if we're a competitive team. Right, exactly. And as I said earlier, I honestly would be would be fine with trading picks because what does Nate do? He, he doesn't play young guys. So what's the point? So <laughs> what's the point, Trayvon? I, I agree with you. I would love to see Jonte Murray here. Like, so just imagine the starting five for two seconds, man. If you keep Collins, you could have Trey, Jonte Murray, Hunter, Collins, Capella. Like, like that's a really good starting five. That's a that's a really good starting five. Wow. And then off the bench, you would have like a Kevin Herter and you know Jamwin Johnson and a Kongwu. I mean, I mean the Hawks could be really really deep. I know you would miss Gallinari shooting. But you can make up for that in other areas, don't you think? Hey, Trayvon, you there, man? Yeah, yeah, I think you got uh, went out for a sec. I couldn't hear you. Oh, uh, I was just saying. I know you would potentially be having to sacrifice Danilo Gallinari, but you could find his shooting and scoring and other guys on the team, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think we can, I think we can find other places. And other players are... They're not only... I totally agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. Well, NBA free agency is here, folks. It's going to be here on the 30th. Trayvon, it's going to be fascinating to see what the Hawks do. I know you and I will have many more conversations via text, and uh, I'd love to get you on the pod again if the Hawks make any big news as far as NBA free agency, and I always love talking Braves with you as well, man. For sure, absolutely. Well, Trayvon, before you get out of here, why don't you go ahead and give yourself a little plug on all the stuff you're doing with uh, with all your with all your music and everything and all that stuff before you get on out of here. Oh, absolutely, I appreciate it. Oh, uh, well, I actually just this past well June 17th, I had a song 
release called Closer um, on all the different streaming platforms. My artist name is just Trayvon, T-R-E-V-O. Um, and we actually have EP dropping on July 8th, which is not this coming Friday, but next Friday. And it's also titled. I like it. I like it, man. I'm I'm excited. So check that. So check that out. Check out my boy Trayvon. Not only is he Mr. Sports guy, but he is also a very talented musician and uh, singer as well. Like, dude's really talented. And uh, Trayvon, as always, I enjoy your insight, and we look forward to having you on again soon, bud. Absolutely, can't wait. All right, man. Thanks, bud. Thank you. So that was a really good interview we did with our man Trayvon Johnson. As I said on past pods, when Trayvon's been on, Trayvon and I go way back to our college days when he and I were playing pickup basketball and you know how I could tell things were different about Trayvon is Trayvon was the guy dunking in our in, in our pickup basketball games back in the day like like Trayvon Johnson is a fabulous basketball player so knowledgeable sports guy super talented singer he does all the music production and stuff too and he's got one heck of a jump shot and he can absolutely slam he's a multi-talented guy and he's good friends so I always enjoy his insight talking ball whether it be the the Hawks, the Braves, UGA, where we both went to school, whatever. I always enjoy my guy Trayvon. So before we get on out of here this week, guys, I want to tell you about FanForAllSeasons.com. It's our website where you can go check out our merchandise store, where we've got our comfy colors t-shirts in a variety of colors. That's what we have at the merchandise store. We also have our we also have our episodes listed where you where this episode will be dropping later this evening. You can check this episode out when it um, drops, and you can also catch us on every major every other major podcast platform like and subscribe guys i really appreciate it and so does rg3 as well we really appreciate it and the other fun thing about fanfrostseasons.com you can check out our sponsorship with george smoke barbecue and you can also check out how the podcast came to be you can kind of read the little about me thing about how fan for all seasons was born so that is the fun that is fanfrostseasons.com our website so like i said guys it's time to get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. So, for my guy Trayvon Johnson, thanks again, my friend. This has been Jam and Joe, and this has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya!